Well, my name is Zemo Blue. Well, I go by Zemo Blue as a producer and DJ. And I am from PG County, Maryland. Um, I moved to Arizona maybe two years ago. This would be like a year and eight months that I've been inside of Arizona. And it's been going great. You know, this is my first time ever doing any art form full time and making a living from it. You know, it's it's amazing. It definitely has its uh, perks, its ups and downs. I'm definitely trying to like navigate it. Um, I, I'm stable enough to take care of myself. Um, but at times, you know, I, I feel like I, I can get a little unbalanced sometimes with, uh, you know, just life, you know, just maybe I'm DJing too much. Like I DJ so much when I have my days off, uh, I feel like I'm not being productive. I feel like I'm not doing anything. <laughs> like yesterday, I, and maybe doing nothing is a good thing sometimes, you know? Yesterday, I, I all I did was watch Marvel movies and uh, I went to the gym. So you could say that was productive. But I guess what I'm trying to say is when you're full-time DJ, um, burning out can happen you know too much good thing can sometimes be a bad thing so when you do have those days off to just chill and do nothing you should do exactly that chill and do nothing you know maybe not the entire week but you know give a give a day to yourself to just or, or a day or two to restart reset um and I, I don't I don't really have any family out here in Arizona. All I don't have is, you know, the friends that I've met here. So I'm really dying back or dying to go back home to DC just to get that real reset, you know, see my family yeah. again. I think that's what I really need right now. I need to go back home and see my mom and dad and my brother. Might be homesick. I'm feeling a little funny inside. <laughs> when why did you why'd you leave for Arizona in the first place? Well, I had a job doing a multimedia for Broccoli City out in D.C. And at the time, I was living with my girlfriend. And I had never lived um, outside of, you know, the DMV area or really traveled outside of the DMV area. And the job gave me the opportunity to do both. So once I made it to Arizona, which is the... Uh, the central headquarters for the job that I was working with at the time, uh, I said, this is the perfect opportunity to just, you know, start something new, start fresh, you know, uh, get some independence, not live with my girlfriend, um, get my own car. I got my first car when I moved out here and, uh, you know, just really take my life into my own hands and really see what it's like to just be out of my own away from, you know, my parents. And it's it's been cool, like I said, but uh, every once in a while you need to get that reset. Yeah. To see your folks, see your yeah. family. Yeah. <clears throat> I understand that. And so what? So tell me about you know you recently made that transition to being a DJ full time. You quit the job. Congratulations. What? What was that? What was jumping out like that? Like how how that feel? It felt, uh, <laughs> I felt it was a gradual transition. I didn't just jump out there. Everybody has a, feel like has a, a game plan. Um, and 
when I was working with my job, I was doing DJing on the weekends. And, uh, you know, when, you, when you're doing any transition, you just do the math, like what are my expenses and uh, how much money am I making from this versus, you know, that. And I was making more money doing DJing uh, than I was doing my, my full-time job. And I was making more money more frequently. So uh, I was able to just, you know, um, make the transition. It was a no brainer. I was, hey, I'm making more money here. It's more consistent. And I have more control over, um, you know, where I can DJ. I mean, all it, all it really takes is you reaching out and you showcasing your skills on a regular basis, whether it's on the internet or at, uh, at shows when you get the opportunity. Um, shouts out to DJ Jamie Lee. She's a DJ out here that I um, am really good friends with. She um, just, you know, anywhere she would DJ, she would let them know that, hey, this guy right here is also really dope. You should consider him for, you know, opportunities if you're looking for other DJs at your establishment. And, you know, word of mouth and other people telling you or other people telling uh, about you can be really powerful and, you know, put you in a higher position to, you know, DJ full time and get known. So what, 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 tell me what, what's the, what's the full ambition, you know, now that you're DJing full time, like, you know, what's the vision? The vision is to continue to, you know, I, I really enjoy recording these these DJ sets and uh, you know having my own online radio show so um, I want to continue to just travel with it because I'm not doing it at home when I do it live I'm doing it out and about at establishments so I want to just continue to develop relationships with different uh, different shops different business owners and taking what I have and you know, combining it with what they have aesthetically. Um, I try to choose businesses with cool aesthetics in the inside. So it's visually pleasing when you watch it on the stream. And uh, I want to create a community around that people that come out in person to watch me and my guests mix DJ live. Mm -hmm. Kind of like uh, what Boiler Room is doing. I'm really inspired with what they're doing. Um, so have you started to develop a, a fan base, a community? Yes, I've definitely developed a community of a fan base, you know, out here in Arizona that enjoy what I do. They come out support uh, and they come out and support when it counts, you know, mm -hmm. you know, I see all these plants around me. I get these plants from this plant store out here in Arizona called Pueblos. And uh, I go in there at least twice a week just to talk to the employees and buy plants. And they see my face so much and I've developed such a great relationship with them when it was time for me to do my first episode of uh, CI Radio Live in Arizona. They all came out and supported almost everybody from everybody who was working that day. They came out and supported what I had going on along with uh, some other folks as well, but uh, would you yeah. do a CI radio episode from the shop? 
From the plant shop? Yeah. Would that be cool? I've actually um, talked to the owner about that. Um, I just got to send them some more details. Not I've, not that I've done one at another location, which it will continue to be at that location. I do want to um, show them, you know, hey, here's the idea. Here's the idea actualized. And this is what it would look like inside of your shop. Because I've, I mean, as you can see, I like I like plants. I like the aesthetic of plants. I think it would really be dope to just have a live episode inside of like a plant oasis or garden. That would be so hard. Seriously, they have they have a plant oasis garden outside area. They got a greenhouse. Just have me set up in the middle of all that. I think that would be really dope. That would be super dope. I can see it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love the idea of you being in different places and bringing fans to those places. Yeah. That that would be great for them, you know, as a business. That'd be great for you as a, you know, as a curator, not only of music now, of, of, but of dope locations. And, yeah. and I think also, also, you know, the, just the environment um, would be cool. Like aesthetically, I think that it would just be like a dope setup. Um, I can already envision it. Yeah, that's something I've really been, I care a lot about aesthetics, you know, I'm really particular about how I have my setup and, you know, where I record. Tell me about, tell me about music. Let's talk music real quick. Um, and then we want to hear some, but how do you, I guess maybe it is before that, like what, what, what do you think grew up in PG County? What was that like? And how does it influence your music taste and you know, what you listen to? Uh, PG County, how did it influence I mean, me? There's so much, there's so much music culture yeah. in DC and there's so much talent here. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, you know, the question is really, how did, how do you think growing up in and around DC and the DMV shaped you as an artist? I mean, I think it, shaped me tremendously not only being exposed to different music but just being exposed to different cultures and races um i grew up in suitland and then what was what's the name of that place out there in maryland it is called i just yeah suitland maryland and i went to shady side elementary and for the most part elementary school all i knew was black people but when I moved with my dad to Oxon Hill, I was exposed to uh, the Latinos, uh, Filipino, white, just all these different races. And, you know, all these different races, of course, have different cultures and different tastes and, you know, what they listen to. Um, I remember a friend of mine um, in middle school, his name was Chani Garcia. He was a skater, he was Filipino and he listened to heavy metal he was the first person to ever like introduce me to like heavy heavy metal like the devil wears prada at the time like that uh what do you call it scene 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 crowd whatever that music is called um but uh yeah that was like the first genre of music i really enjoyed outside of hip-hop that i was actively actively searching um, and, you know, trying to find for myself on LimeWire. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, that giant destroyed uh, my computer. Downloading all those crazy songs. 
definitely destroyed my computer. But um, I would also say like family, you know, distant cousins, not even distant cousins, like my cousins, they're from PG County as well, but they moved to like way out in Virginia. And um, when they moved out there, they, you know, developed their own tastes and shared it with me whenever I would come and visit them. So that was great. They, I feel like visiting my cousins um, over the summer definitely changed my taste in music and developed it and just exposed me to a lot of different genres. I would also say video games opened my mind up to the variety of music that's out there, you know? I, playing video games as a kid, I only thought, you know, the songs that I heard in those games only existed in those games. You couldn't find them anywhere else. But as I grew older and discovered the internet, I realized that, you know, these are actual people and DJs and producers and artists, and they, they exist outside of this video game and they make songs and <laughs> albums that I should probably go check out if I like the stuff that's in the video game. So video games definitely shape my taste um, in music a lot. And, you know, when I graduated from high school, I went to um, trade school. I went to Omega Studios School of Recording Arts and Sciences. And it's basically a trade school for recording and engineering. Mm -hmm. I learned how to become, I'm a certified audio engineer now. So I know the ins and outs of audio and how it works. And uh, just meeting everybody from that school definitely, you know, developed my taste and what I listen to today. I've discovered so much music just from the friends that I've met from that school. So I bet. And when, when did you start DJing? I started DJing maybe in 2018. Oh. 2018, 2019, I was DJing this open mic in DC called Open Gym with a friend of mine. Um, his name is Nature Boy. And, uh, but even before that, I would say I got into DJing from doing beat battles. I was doing a lot of beat battles at one point. And uh, I was like, this is cool, but um, it'd be cooler if I was just like sharing my music differently because when you're in a beat battle everybody's there to like hear you battle this guy uh, with your beats and that's cool but i would rather play my music just for music lovers and music listeners you know this, this is a very specific crowd at beat battles mostly producers <laughs> you know your average joe isn't walking into a beat battle and like you know, it's, it's like a producer thing. It's true. I've always wanted to just share the music that I listen to when I'm in the car with people. So I started DJing and I've always wanted to just share the music that I, I make with people as well. Um, and I found out that most producers are also DJs. So it only made sense for me to start DJing. I was going to ask, you know, do you, do you view, because I know you make music. Yeah. Uh, do you view yourself as a producer first or a DJ first? I'm definitely a producer first, but I'll be honest with you. I haven't made a track in over like six months. I've really been locked in with DJing. I haven't made any any tracks. I haven't <laughs> haven't touched Ableton and exported a song in a few months now. Um, and 
I, I think it's a season for everything, you know? I spent most of most of the beginning part of my career making beats every single day and just sharpening that tool and diving deep into that culture. And uh, it was great. And now I'm doing the same thing with DJing and, you know, kind of putting producing on the back end for a little bit. You know, I'll come back to it when I feel like it. It's not going anywhere. I'll, I'll always have those skills. Right. Um, but yeah, I've been really just locked in with DJ and I'm going to probably <laughs> spend as much t time as I learned producing, you know, DJ because there's still some things I need to get comfortable with and get better with. For example, just emceeing. I feel like I need to get better at emceeing and talking to the crowd. There'll be nights. There's a lot of nights when I DJ and I'm on stage and I won't say a word to anybody in the crowd. <laughs> I won't say a damn word. I'll just be out there spinning. But uh, I want to get better at just speaking to people live. It's kind of overwhelming and intimidating to talk to those many people. I'm very shy. <laughs> are you dancing at your live shows? <clears throat> I definitely dance. That's one thing I do do. I dance. I had a show. Uh, I had a show at this place called Valley Bar. Um, maybe two weeks ago for this night called Most Necessary Hip Hop. And they wanted me to play modern hip hop. And then they wanted me to play hip hop from 2016 all the way up until now. And it was one of my best shows I've had out here. I rocked the crowd. I was dancing on stage. I was really comfortable. People were screaming my name when I was dancing. They were like, go DJ, go DJ. It was it was a really good feeling, man. I, I played all the hits. I played like all the the 2016 bops that you forgot about. Um, like uh, Two Phones by, um, what's that dude's name? I got two phones. One for the plug, one for the Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates, yeah. Uh, I played uh, Lockjaw by French Montana. Oh, that's a classic. Shout out yeah. to DX. Yeah, so just like, those I played uh, ten bands, fifty bands, hundred bands <laughs> by uh, great, Drake. Great album could probably be one of his top, yes. top albums. Period. But really, just really slept on. To play that live in a club environment, like that felt good. To hear that bass, it was so sexy. Mm. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, dope. I think that that album, that album specifically, if you go back, has has so many songs in that. Yes. So that was, that was the album that made me like Drake. I never listened to Drake before that. I never listened to like the Take Care and all that. But interesting. Wow. Yeah, and if you go if you go uh and look at like hype and like what was the other one on that album with on views, there's mm -hmm. there's some on views that are in the same vein. I feel like they were made mm -hmm. around the same time. Yeah. So. I would even say just like that little time period right there when, when Drake came out um shaped my shaped me as a like a producer a little bit i was paying heavy attention to uh just his style of music and production um and uh just trying to mimic it on i was trying to mimic that sound at one point so and i'm a huge fan of drake i'm not even gonna lie i like drake you know how many drake edits i got on this computer <laughs> too many that's cool no, uh, I think a lot of people have a lot. Um, he he's gives us so much to to play with. Yeah, I would. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, so, you, you know, you can play a lot of different styles of music. Yeah. What's your, you know, what's your, when are you having the most fun as a DJ? When I'm switching it up, when I'm uh, playing stuff that I'm not used to playing, uh, I really like this genre of music called Future Beats. It's just like forward-thinking hip-hop and electronic music. But uh, as of recently, man, I've been stepping outside of that because every once in a while it gets a little bland. I got to step away. And I've been tapping into like techno and uh, industrial sounds, um, stuff, ballroom music, like stuff that you would hear at a ballroom show with drag queens and uh, dancers. And, you know, when they do the death drops on the stage and stuff <laughs> like that. No, I've really been step, stepping into just that genre of music and discovering that sound. And I, for the first time, actually, I it was last week, I went to a techno show um, and heard exactly that, what I just described. It was, it was really cool. I liked it. Um, a lot of lasers, uh, a lot of uh, smoke machines. Um, a lot of bass, smoke machine, lasers, and bass. Yeah, that's that's a, that sounds like a party to me. And just a lot of people in there for the music. They didn't come there for anything else, but for the music. The, the, there were it was a small, it was a huge room. Um, they didn't have a lot of pool that night that I went, and but the people who did come, they were right up on the DJ. It was like three girls and one dude with a cell phone, and all the girls were just like doing this two step to the techno song. Mm. They, were, they were literally in like a trance. I was like, man, these people are really enjoying themselves. Um, so, yeah, when I, I feel like I'm having my most fun when I'm just tapping into sounds that I've, I haven't tapped into just yet, you know, just tapping into different shit. It's cool, man. But yeah, we, we definitely want to hear that, you know, like definitely tap into that uh, and go crazy. You want to hear all the weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, you know, it feels like that's, there's a lot of appetite for that. So uh, that's exciting to hear. Oh, yeah. good question. No, I was going to say, what's the, what's like the one like most surprising record that you've dropped in a party? Like uh, mm -hmm. that you're like, oh shit, this actually, you know, I like, for example, um, I remember going to, going to an A-track show in mm -hmm. New York and he dropped like um, like a Cream song with like Eric Clapton mm. in like the middle of a set and it was like, oh fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, it just sounded crazy. You'd never really yeah. would imagine that. But what's like the one record that you've played in, during a set and like give, me, give us like the setting and everything too as well. Jeez, that's a hard one, man. Uh... One specific song that I've dropped and everybody's just lost their mind. Oh, look, this is one track and I I like playing it and I don't think I've gotten the best reaction every time I've played it. But last week when I played it, it fucked everybody's heads up. Um, I So I played it at a hip hop show um, at this place called Valley Bar. Um, Max capacity of this place is 200 people. 
Um, and I'm playing like West Coast style music at this point in time. So like Tyga and Drake and uh, Chris Brown, that kind of uh, tempo, like 90 BPM tempo, like uh, what's the name? Um, Guidance or, uh, ooh, or Sage Gas Pedal, like stuff along those lines. And uh, in the middle of me playing that, I mix in this uh, Blueface song, uh, Thotsiana. So, but it starts off as a Blueface Thotsiana drum beat. No, nothing else but the drum beat. And then it goes into a uh, Taylor. Does Taylor Swift do the song "Make My Way Downtown"? Walking fast. Is that her, or is that a? I think that's Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, it goes into that piano interlude. And then it's literally a, a making my way downtown, bust down Tatiana, mash up. <laughs> Everybody like loses. Their, they're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because they literally think I'm about to play like the uh, piano version of that song, but it's like the best of both worlds. It's like, yeah, I'm not even gonna hold you. Like we're gonna yeah. need that. <laughs> yeah, not... we're, we're gonna need that i i don't know if you can recreate it but that sounds pretty fire <laughs> now today I'm, I'm i'm really tapping into that uh that experimental sound that i was uh speaking you guys about. you guys gotta point us to that recording so we can 100 yeah, percent hear that that sounds that sounds I, I like i like playing like mashups that mess people heads up you know yeah i'm with it what's the goal man like when you DJ, what, what, what are you trying to achieve that night? When I'm DJing, I, <laughs> I really, for the longest time, I just want to see people dance. I want to see the ladies dance. I want to see them twerk. I want to see them shake their ass. I want to see the guys like jumping up in the air. I want to see people twerking. I just want people to dance. You mm -hmm. know, that's all I want is for you to dance. If you're dancing all night, and screaming at your homegirl, then I know I'm doing the right thing. I always told myself, if I'm getting the ladies to dance, then I, I don't killed it that night, you know? That's the, true. The ladies are moving, you did the right thing. And every, once the ladies are moving, everybody else follows. Everybody else follows. So- There's no doubt. Yeah, you get the ladies, you, you, get, you get everyone. Yeah, so that's like the main goal. Cool. And um, just to get a little bit of my sound in there, too, you know, I, mm -hmm. I want to get as much as my sound in there as possible, you know, because I'm, I'm playing mainstream music. And there was a time where I, I only played remixes and the stuff that I wanted to hear. But um, my friend Jamie, she was like, hey, that's cool and all. But like, you got to give some people some familiarity um, and play some mainstream stuff that they know and then sneak your stuff in there or. Not even sneaking in there, just blend it in there. Uh, and the next thing you know, they're in your world. You know, they're like, How did I get here? I was just now listening to Chris Brown, and now I'm listening to this Chris Brown mashup, you know? And then you just take them on a on a journey. So I just want to take people on a journey and have them dance while they're on that journey. And introduce them to, to some stuff that they've never heard of before. I want people to be like, What song is this? You know? <laughs> That's always a good feeling. Um, how do you, and this is the last, last question for me, and then we'll get into the, the music, but how do, you, how do you find music? How do you discover music? Yeah, I discover music everywhere. I discover music in the plant shop that I go to. They got like 
our little Spotify playlist that they play sometimes. All the time, actually, is they change it up. Every time I go in there and I hear a song that I like, I'll Shazam it. Um, SoundCloud, of course, Spotify, of course. I hear I get a lot of music from uh, Instagram Reels, uh, TikTok. I'm constantly like saving sounds and audio clips on uh, Instagram to come back to later and get um, DJ mixes when I have the time to, to listen to them. I don't listen to a lot of other people's mixes online. I just don't have the time or patience, honestly, you know, but I feel like I will and, you know, in the upcoming weeks or so. I'll tell you about that later. Just to just sit down and listen to other people's hour-long mixes. Um, other friends, other DJs, I'll come to their shows and be like, oh, what's that? Y'all playing? Um, but yeah, that's just constantly having my listening ears on. Yeah, you're always listening. Just always listening. Like, whoa, what's that? That makes sense. Keep that Shazam on, on hand. <laughs> What are what are uh, five five up and coming artists or five artists we should know about for the last five songs that you you liked? Holly, how do you ask that question? Uh, no, no one asked that question yet. But uh, oh yeah, no, I I all I need is five. The, give me five songs that you uh, that you most recently liked. Five songs. Yeah. Oh, let me go to my. Uh, I got my Serato open. <laughs> yeah, and it could be anything. It could be. Um, what about the last five songs you Shazam? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Shoot, that's a. Let me. All right, let me give you that real quick. Photo. That'd be cool. Uh, I'll be back. Hold on. <laughs> Never thought about this, but Shazam is such a dope name for a brand, too. They did a good job there. Shazam showed it early. I mean, they were like one of the first apps on the app store. Think about it. Really? Yeah. Probably still. I did not know that. All right. So the last five songs that I've Shazammed are Say Ah by. Trey, let me hear you say yeah. Uh, I think that's the way that song goes. Let me, let me see. How does this song go? Yeah, they won't let me play it, but Say Ah uh, by Trey. Uh, Run It by Chris Brown. Oh, Say Ah uh, by Trey Songs. I got yeah. you. Say, uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there for you. You're all I need to get by by uh, Method Man featuring Mary J. Blige. Uh, How Many Drinks by Miguel. That's a good one, too. I haven't heard that one in a while. Yeah. When I See You by Panta or Fantasia. Ooh. <laughs> when I see this you. is going to be a, this is definitely going to take people down a. <laughs> On a fucking trip, I love it. Just like whoa, and yeah, those are like the. Did I, was that five? Yeah, that was I five. think that's five. Yeah. No, I, I got one more. That was four. I got a, no, that was no, that was five. Okay, okay. 
Yeah. No, but, that's good, though. This is good. I, I actually can't wait to listen to this in a playlist. I know. Like, that's, gonna be a, that's a dope one. And what so, about what, – what's who's an artist that you know about that everyone should know about this year, a chance to put someone on? Or even better, even better, who who should we talk to next? Can yeah. You should yeah, – not, not, not even just that, but, like, call them out. Like, we're going to put this up, you know, okay. call them out right here. Like, you should come do this. Should, uh, you should really check out this DJ out here, actually, um, in Arizona. Her name is Jamie. Well, yeah. So, oh, you, yeah. Listen, this is going to be up video. You you can literally talk to her right now and tell her why she should come on this. Oh, where? Yeah. I, I can, like, call her up in the joint? No, 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 no. Like, imagine this is a TV show. You're okay. on here, and uh, we want you, you know. Okay, food. I see. You get what I'm saying? Look, Jamie, come on, come on, float right now, and just tell them your story. Tell them how far you've come as a DJ, um, and how much you've been doing and accomplished as a DJ over these, you know, last few years. She's also a full time DJ as well, and she. She kills it. People love her. Um, and she her range of music and what she listens to is just so broad as well. And she inspires me a lot. And she's also a person out here that, have, you know, like I said, has put me onto a lot of opportunities, but um, also has inspired my sound and what I listen to as well. So I really think you should, uh, you know, have her on for the next episode as far as like, people that you interview for sure. her, her story is really interesting yeah. well look you just called her out so now she's yeah. got no she's got no other choice but to respond yeah send us like, um, send us her ig and yeah we'll, we'll we'll definitely hit her and your girlfriend too right your girl is she still dj yeah that, my girl is jamie <laughs> where <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. ah that's hard I like yeah you. Tell me about Jamie for a long time, so it's about time we. Yeah, definitely check out Jamie. So, what about DC DJs? We have you know we have these live shows now. DC. Well, the DJs that I really messed with when I was out there and that really like helped me get my feet off the ground as far as doing uh, shows online and stuff like that. Um, DJ Underdog and DJ Native Son. Oh, Native Son, really? DJ Underdog, DJ Native Son, they do a show at Eaton Radio called uh, Unseen Sounds or Unseen FM. That's what it's called, Unseen FM. And I used to go to their shows where every Tuesday they had their show at uh, live at Eaton. And I showed up. It was a live stream that you could watch online, but I always showed up in person and just got that, that in-person vibe. Mm -hmm. And they had guest DJs on. And they interviewed the guest DJ after every set. It was, it was dope. I really uh, look up to those guys and admire what they're doing. I just saw Native Son last week, uh, BRC, in, okay. in DC, and yeah, those guys are are crushing. Yeah, Black Rachel. Um, shout out to them. Yeah, I think yeah, they're doing some big things. I feel like they're also. It feels like they're developing, the pioneers are developing a sound out of DC that is new. 
that they're doing. So, yeah, that's a good. Good shout, underdog and native songs. 